And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Yo, what's up, everyone? Hey, I am uh, pumped to spend a few minutes with you all right now. I am standing outside of our house, and um, holy crap, it is hot today. Um, so we're pretty close to uh, like coastal, what we are in coastal weather. Um, we're in a, a city called Oceanside, California. Our office is in Carlsbad, and um, it's the you know it's a coastal town. We're probably at the we're not probably we are at the kind of the edge of the town. So we're about. I don't know. I've seen different distances. I've seen six miles from the beach. I've seen nine miles from the beach. And then our office is like three miles from the beach. So if you're not familiar with California weather, basically the beach is the coolest area or the most temperate. Um, it fluctuates the least. And then as you get further and further inland, it gets more and more desert-y. So it you know, can get exceptionally hot. Um, and also it can get pretty cold in the, in the, um, in the winter. So we you know, picked this spot because it has a, a lot more of a temperate climate you know it doesn't get doesn't really get that cold in the winter it doesn't really get that hot in the summer uh, but there are a few days that do get hot and so it's like 90 degrees right now which is incredibly toasty for this area um usually doesn't really get above 80 uh it's kind of you know it doesn't really get below 60 doesn't get above 80 and that's wonderful just the way i like it just the way actually likes it but uh Today it, it it's definitely spiked up, and uh, actually it was hot yesterday here. But I went to the office, which is a little closer to the beach, as I said, and so it's even more, you know, kind of temperate. And um, and so I barely even noticed that it was hot because I was inside, I was in the office, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, at our house, all the doors are open, so the, the wind rushes through, and it's it's uh, it's a little toasty. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. So I'm excited for it to you know cool off a little bit. But um, that's uh, that's what's up. So, little 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 warm. I know. Play a violin, a little, little sad song violin. I get it. Um, but uh, if you know me, uh, when it gets hot like this, it's um, you know, it's uh, I gotta go get an ice pack or something. So, I wanted to share with you something that we have um, that we've done for really a long, long time in our in our business that helps a lot with working with a team. Um, however, we haven't really done it a ton um, 
really recently, I mean, we started to do it recently, which is why I'm sharing it with you, but I would say pre- previous to a few months ago, we haven't done it a lot with, um, with our team. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've had some really good groups start to form up and, uh, over the last, you know, six, nine months or so. And, you know, there's a lot of them are at these different places that are, um, really, really good for us to pour gas on and spend some time in there. Um, so rather than just, you know, helping people recruit and that kind of thing and retain people, maximizing the growth. So I'm going to share with you, um, just kind of what we do here. There's five, there's five things that we help people, um, help people accomplish. So there's really four things. And the fifth one is a catalyst. And if you do these five things with a team, uh, it really, like it, it has no choice but to grow. So essentially what we do is we get with a group of people and um, help game plan their growth. And, um, and we do that by kind of filtering through these four areas. So when a team has, you know, I mean, it, it, when a team has five to 10 really legit people in there, that's when this can work really, really well. Because um, five to 10 really legit people can very easily grow to 50. And then 50 can grow to hundreds or thousands. So, you know, our goal is to identify these five to 10 people in an organization, um, you know, as soon as it's viable. And again, these are not five to 10 warm bodies. These are five to 10 very, very excited, working, legit human beings. And then we, we, we gather them together, um, you know, maybe once a week, twice a week, but in this case, we're, we're doing once a week, gather them together and we draw out their group. Okay. So we draw out their business, um, and we only include the really, you know, legit human beings in their business. And we go through five different things. So the first one is points or PV. So the volume in their team. Second one is, uh, team growth. So like people getting started, them recruiting, Third one is association. Fourth is education. And then the fifth one is the catalyst. It's, called, it's tag teaming. So we'll basically go through there, draw the group out. And if the team is really big, we'll have, you know, just each, we'll kind of like say, okay, you know, Bill, he's got 40 people on his team. He'll just kind of cluster them up and kind of be the spokesperson for his group. So that just, so you know, like as it gets big, that's what happens. You just kind of like do it with leaders and then they do it with their smaller individual teams. Um, so kind of taking it from the, from the beginning, though, let's say there's 10 people uh, or, you know, 20 people or whatever. We're going to work with those 20, draw the group out, and then we're going to be like, okay, is everyone on an auto ship? And we're literally just going to, like, go straight down. Like, who's not on an auto ship? If they're not on an auto ship, we're going to help them get on one, right? Who is not doing their volume? We're going to help them do the volume, that kind of a thing. Then we're going to go down. The next thing is... Um, uh, building a team, right? So who's got people in the pipeline? So I'll draw them out in dotted circles. Okay, so Shelly's in the pipeline. You know, she's seen the presentation. She is look- she's getting started, but, you know, she has a money objection or she has a spousal objection or she's talking to this person or she is waiting on this or whatever. Cool. So what can we do to get Shelly moving? And that's when we look at the tag teaming. You know, can someone else in the organization on this call that I'm doing can someone else or myself jump in and help kick Shelly over the edge, right? Um, can I send her a presentation? Can I get on a three-way chat? Can I get on a call with her? Can I have my person that's sponsoring her do something that maybe they didn't think about? That kind of a thing. So I'm tag teaming with them. So I do that with every single person, right? Or anyone that has people in the pipeline, which I view pipeline as post-presentation, who has agreed to get started, but they're not in yet. That's what we view as the pipeline um, when I, in that context. 
The third thing is association. Are, are these people associating? It's number one, is everyone in that core group associating on a weekly basis? Um, so you probably have some sort of weekly team call or team meeting or whatever the case is. If you don't, you should do one um, and give someone a central focal point to kind of like, you know, uh, like, a, like a stopping point each week so that they know they're working towards that meeting and they can, you know, they can work towards it. Boom, they hit their little goal for the week. Fantastic, they reset, they work to the next week. Um, at those at those team meetings, you can do brain surgery. You can help co- you can help correct you know stupid things that people are thinking about. Help them correct the way that they're viewing the business. Help them hone their skill sets. So we want everyone to be at those weekly team meetings. And you know, as the team gets bigger, you start sectioning them out, and you have multiple team meetings, right? But you absolutely want to have these people have that every single week. That's the, that's probably the most important one of all of these because if you do that one. They'll eventually hit the rest, but if you do all the others and don't associate, the people will eventually quit. The fourth one is um, education. So, are the people educating themselves? Are they listening to, you know, um, helpful audios, podcasts, whatever? And are they reading helpful books that change their mindset and their business in a positive direction? Um, so, we want them to be doing those things, of course. So, um, I'm just running down the list: PV team. Association education. If people are doing each of those things, they're in a position to grow. Um, and then I give them all like, "Hey, here's the here's the bottom line. Like, in order to grow, you have to be doing at least X number of presentations per week or per day or whatever the case is. You have to do at least as many per day or per week to even consider growing. So as long as you do that, and then you know, make sure you hit on the other points. Like, it's it's impossible for you not to grow." So each week we get together with the team. We go through these points on each and every person. Um, and, you know, we start grouping them together because you want to keep these calls as tight as you can, especially if you're doing them quite a few times. And, um, and, uh, and this is kind of the beginnings of coordinating, you know, pushes. Um, so we've got a team right now. I did this this morning with the team. Um, there's 25 really, really legit people in that group. Um, so there's a lot more than that, obviously, but we didn't count all the warm bodies. We only counted the super, super legit people. So there's like 25 of them, uh, out of those 25, 15 showed up for the call today. Um, they're the most legit 15 of the, you know, of the 25 who are the most legit, like of the 80 or of the hundred or whatever it is. And, um, so those 15 are going to be responsible for getting that team to 50 in the next month or two. And then from 50, we can go, you know, boom to a few hundred or a few thousand. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of share that framework with you. It's fresh on my mind because I did that today and yesterday with a different, uh, different team. So um, hopefully that helps. And uh, if it does, uh, let me know.
Thank <laughs> you.